Welcome everyone. Haral Venon slash Torah Daf Yomi Shi'ur. Today's Shi'ur is Daf Pe Aleph. We will begin on Pe Amurvet at the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah as follows. We're talking about carrying. We, we, we the Mishnah the Perek started with Hamotziyain. Now we're going with other things that right, when you're carrying and what the Shi'ur is to be Chayav a Korban. Says the Mishnah as follows. Adama kechotam hamrutzapin. When a person carries out dirt, red dirt on on Shabbat, kechotam hamrutzapin. That is the the shiur is the right size to make a seal on a uh, a sack. It seems like. In the time of the Gemara, people would send sacks of goods overseas in, sh- in shipments. And they would seal the sack to ensure that the shipper doesn't take anything out of the, sh- out of the sack. Because the wholesaler who's shipping goods overseas, let's say he's shipping a thousand pounds of rice. So in shipping the pounds, he needs to seal the rice bag. So this way that in case when the buyer gets the stuff, he sees that it's short-weighted, it might not be him. It might have been that the shipper took some of it. So in order to avoid that, he would put a seal. And the seals were traditionally red. I don't know if you know, but often, even nowadays, when a person wants to show a very nice seal, you'll see like a red-colored seal, like a thick red seal so they used to use red dirt to make cl- a clay seal so that's what we're talking about that's like the seal on one of these bags these are the words of rabbi akiba what the rabbis say like the much smaller one when you make a uh, a seal on a letter also, you'll see this sometimes you get a very, very fancy invitation in your mail. It'll have a red, thick seal on the back. Now they'll make them out of plastic, but in the old days they were clay as well. But that's, of course, a smaller seal, than a commercial seal that is on a, a bag. Zevel v'chol hadak. Fertilizer and thin sand. We need enough fertilizer in order to fertilize a stalk of cabbage. These are the words of the Biakiva. But the rabbis say, It has to be the size to fertilize a kresha which is a type of vegetable. Chol hagas. That, all this was talking about thin sand. But thicker sand, kedeli ten al malek kaf seed. It needs to be enough to put on a full spoon of lime. On a full thing of lime. Now, Okay, let's keep going. Uh, Kaneh. 
What about carrying out stalks? Uh, in the olden days, they used to take a reed and they would make uh, pencils out of it. Even nowadays, often the Svaradi Sofrim, I don't know if you know this, but Svaradi Sofrim do not usually use uh, feathers. That's an Ashkenaz thing to use a feather. Svaradi Sofrim use generally a kane, a stick, and they would make a, a pen out of it. Okay? Kane, if you carry kane, kedela asot kulmus, in order to make a stick, uh, a pen. Vim haya ava, but if it's a very thick one, and a very thick kane is not fit for making a pen, only a thin one, no one wants a very fat pen, you want a thin pen. Then, or if it's cracked and it's not good, then, then the shiur is when you have it and it's thick enough to use as firewood, and if you're using it as firewood, it has to be enough to uh, be able to fuel a fire to cook a certain type of egg, which is the lightest of the eggs, which is mixed up, scrambled, and put in a pot. Okay? So how much reads? It depends. If it's worthy for a pen, the size of a pen. If it's not worthy for a pen, then depends on the firewood situation. How much firewood is there? It needs to be enough firewood to cook an egg. That's a lot more, right, by the way? We're assuming that that's more because it's not penable, so therefore it's only chashuv if you could do a minimum fire from it. That would be its, its use. Okay? That's the Mishnah. Says the Gemara as follows. We said if you carry out thick sand, it has to be able to be put on a full spoon of seed. Tana we learned in a brighter. In order to put on the spoon of the sayadin. A sayad is a whitewasher. Anyone who read Tom Sawyer knows that it's the job of Huckleberry Finn to whitewash and so-and-so's fence. So whitewash was basically in the old days used to take seed, which is a very, very white thing. Seed actually is one of the signs uh seed is one of the signs of what tzara'at is when he, when you go to the kohen he has to make sure that your tzara'at is white enough and one of the strongest whites in the in the world is the white of seed it's the second strongest one the whitest one is snow and the second whitest one if i'm not mistaken is seed so seed is white very very white and people would put dirt like a thick um, sand in the seed to put it on the walls. Okay, so how much? Again, back to the question: How much sand? Enough to put in a in a spoonful or a uh, a shovelful of seed. Okay. Where are you exactly? Uh, we are now on the bottom of Pe Amudbet. Yeah. Um, we're in the Gemara. Okay. First wide line. First line of the Gemara. Says the Gemara, Mantana de Chol Malalai Seed. Who is the author of our Mishnah? 
the author of our Mishnah sounds like you're supposed to put when you do when you have whitewash, you're supposed to put dirt into your into your lime in order to make it something. And it seems like that's true, but we're going to see soon that there's actually a disagreement about whether or not dirt or chol or sand is actually good for seed, as we're going to see in a second. So we're trying to figure out who is the author of our Mishnah who obviously must hold that it's good to put sand in, in, in whitewash because otherwise you wouldn't do it, right? If you're making the shiur, if you're saying the shiur of sand is enough to put in whitewash, so you're saying that the minimum amount that's considered chashuv is something that you might have a use. And what's the use? The use of thick sand to put in whitewash. So you see that it must be a good thing to put sand in whitewash. We're going to see soon that not everyone agrees that. Let's see in a second. Amr, right? Amr of Chasta of Chasta says, Yudahi, the author is Rabbi Yudah. The Tanya goes to the Brayta. Lo yasud adam et beto b'seed. A person should not whitewash his hand, his house with seed. Elaim came yireh bo teven ochol. Unless he mixed in with it, teven ochol. Rabbi Yudah, man, teven mutar, chol asur meshum terachsad. Because it strengthens it. So now, the Gemara wants to claim that Rabbi Huda must be the author. Now, so basically what's going on here is like this. Our, the, the rabbis made a gezerah that a person is not allowed to whitewash his house after the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash. Since we want to mourn the Beit HaMikdash, we don't want your house to be so perfect with such beautiful white walls. So the rabbis say, don't use... Don't make your house white, white, white. You're only allowed to use paint in your house, this seed, if you put into the paint either you put straw, which will change the color down to a little bit of an off-white, or you could put into the seed, you could put in sand. So the Tanakama sounds like seed is bad for, I'm sorry, sand is bad for seed. And if Yudah says, you're allowed to put only straw, but you're not allowed to put sand, because if you put sand, it strengthens it. You see? Do they use this nowadays? What? Do they use this nowadays for paint? I don't believe it's being really used so much anymore. I don't believe so, no. Uh, it could be it's in the climate. I don't know that for sure. You know what I'm saying? It might be in the primer, but I can't say that for sure. But you see from here that Rabbi Yudah is the only rabbi who could have written our Mishnah. Because if it was any other rabbi, he would, if it was Tanakama, he would say that Chol, that um, sand is bad for it. So says the Gemara, no. Rabba Amar, Rabba says, are you with me, guys? Yeah. Rabba Amar, Rabba says, I feel Tamar Rabbanan. I don't have to say that a Mishnah could only be Rabbi Yudah. I can actually tell you that a Mishnah could even be the Rabbanan. It's no problem. Why? Kilkilo Yes, the Rabbanan say that putting sand into um, plaster does make it stronger. They agree that it makes it stronger. 
But sometimes people would rather take the trade-off. You have a choice. You can either have very, very white seed, but it won't last long on your walls, or you can have seed that's not quite as white and it strengthens it. And therefore, the tekanah of the rabbis was that you have to put some, we don't care how strong your walls are, how strong your, your whitewash is, as long as it's not so white, it's enough. Because you don't want it to be whiter than the Beit HaMikdash. Well, we don't want it to be so perfect in front of the Beit HaMikdash. But the long-lasting doesn't bother us as long as it's not so beautiful as a right. really, really white whitewash. Okay? Says the Gemara, Kane Kedela Asot Kumus. Okay. We said the size of a stick is in order to make a pen. Tana, we asked the question. The brighter says that the size of the kulmus, now, if you see here, I have a pencil. This pencil is unsharpened, and it's about this long. Now, when I write, I really don't need the end of the pencil to write. In order to feel comfortable, it has to go somewhere. Of course, if I had just a little stub like this, it would be uncomfortable to write with. No one likes to write with those things. But what size is the size of a pencil or a kulmus that you feel comfortable to write it with? So the brighter says, it has to get up until your knuckles. Kishne, it's what up until your knuckles. If it's less than your knuckles, it's uncomfortable. By your Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi asks a question. When you said the knuckles, do you mean here, which is the Kesher Elyon, the highest knuckle where it connects to the palm? Or do you mean only it has to go till here and it's already comfortable to write with if it only gets till here? How far do you have to go when you, the writer says to the knuckle, is it this knuckle or this knuckle? Says the Gemara, Tiku, we don't know. Now, obviously, I think it's more comfortable if it gets at least to here. When I see writing, I prefer having it strengthened against here. However, it could be that the Mishnah just wants the minimum size that anyone feels comfortable. And if so, maybe the first knuckle is enough. You with me, Carl? Yeah. Okay. Then we said that if the reed was thick, it has to be for firewood in order to cook a light egg to be, which is mixed, to be in a, in a pan, to be cooked. Tana, we learned in the Baraita, Tinufa b'shemen, when you scramble the egg, you have to mix some oil in it. The oil that's mixed in makes it cook faster. Vinituna b'ilfas, and it has to be placed in a pot. By the way, Okay, we'll see in a second. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the Rambam holds that the pot has to be a hot pot. Meaning, sometimes when you cook an egg, the part of the time that it takes long is till your pot gets hot. Right? If you had started with a pot that was already hot, it would go faster. According to the Rambam, we're talking about a hot pot. Others disagree and they say no. Okay. Amale more braid ravita le 
So the the, the son of Ravina told the son, Did anyone ever tell you what does it mean, the lightest egg? What egg are they talking about when they say the saw has to be enough firewood to cook the lightest egg? Which egg are you referring to? What kind of egg are you talking about? Says the Gemara. You know which egg we're talking about? We're talking about Be'eta Ditzlitzta. The beta of a small bird that's called the Tzlitzta, which has a very small light egg. And it's smaller than other ones. We're talking about enough to 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 enough wood to cook an egg like that, which is a very small egg and it goes quick. quick. Ishtik he was quiet. Va'amale midi shamilach baha. So he asked his father, "Did you ever hear anything about this?" Amale, he says, "Hachi amar of shesh." This is what shesh says. Betzata negolot. No, I'm sorry, I skipped something. It says, "Gemara, my tama." Why did you say it was the betzav tzeltsusa? Mishum dezutra, because that's the smallest egg, you know. Ema dezipurta. Maybe it's the egg of the tzipirta, which is even smaller than that. Ishtik, he was quiet. And he told him, Did you, Have you heard something about this? So he told me, This is what Shesh says. It's a, it's a chicken egg. It doesn't mean these tiny little eggs. Talking about a chicken egg. So if it's a chicken egg, why do they call it the light egg? Chicken eggs are not the lightest eggs out there. She, the fastest one to cook is a chicken egg, and that's why that's why it's called a light egg because it's the lightest, the quickest to cook. If you're talking about a chicken egg, so that means that's the size of kabetzah, and a kabetzah is bigger than a kogeret than the size of a fig. And we said before that all the shiurim of of food for Shabbat is the size of a dried fig. So how come all of a sudden when it comes to carrying out a stick, we're going with uh, betzah and not going with the, it should be enough to cook a dried fig or something the size of a dried fig. When we said an egg, we don't mean a kabetzah of egg. We mean a krogeret, the size of a of a fig of egg. Are you with me? Again, it's not an egg-sized egg. It's not a full egg. It's this a dried fig-sized amount of egg material. The egg was just coming to tell you what material we're talking about has to be heated with the stick. But the size, we weren't going with the egg. The size is actually going back to a krogeret, a dried fig. You with me, Carl? Good. Okay. So let's see further. Oh, brand new Mishnah. Pe Aleph Amud Aleph. Etzim. Okay. If a guy is carrying out a bone on Shabbat, Kedela Asot Travad. We need it. It has to be big enough to make a Travad. A Travad is a small spoon. They used to make spoons out of animal bones. No, it's there to make you, to make a bolt. It seems like they would take animal bones and use them as bolts 
to bolt the door of their house. If you see in this picture that I'm showing you, one second, this one, if you see closely, there's a key, and the key is turning a, if you turn the key to the left, it'll move that latch, which will move with it that bolt. Now that bolt, see the bolt that with, the, with the arrow pointing at it? That bolt with the arrow pointing at it is a chaf. That is a bolt made out of stone. So if you carry a stone on Shabbat, says the Mishnah, if it's big enough to make a bolt like that, then you chayav. Are we clear? Good. That is according to Yudah, who's arguing Tarakama, who says you have to make a spoon. If a person is carrying out glass, a glass is useful to scratch the head of a karkar. A karkar is a wooden instrument that they use to move around the strings on the on the loom. When they have a loom full of full of strings getting ready to make fabric, they move the strings with a karkar. Now the karkar needs to be uh, can't be smooth at the top, otherwise the strings will fall off it. So they would scratch the top of the karkar with glass. So how big a glass? Big enough to scratch the top of your karkar. Okay? Not to scratch, no, not to scratch your car, Carl. To scratch your karkar. Okay? Now, tzor, what about a tzor? Now, this is funny. Uh, I always understood that a tzor was a small rock. There are those who explain that a tzor over here is a small piece of wood, or even, or a rock. It has to be big enough that if you chuck it at a bird, the bird will fly away. Okay, so a small rock or a small piece of small piece of wood, you have to be big enough to throw it. If you throw a toothpick at a bird, it's not going to run away. You have to throw something significant. How that how big? That's how it works. He says, not a bird. Birds fly away too easily. He has to be able to chuck it at an animal and ask it, get the animal to run away, and then it's chashuv. Then if you carry it out, you chayav on Shabbat. So far, so clear. This is the Gemara. You ready to go yet? Where are you going, Cal? Says the Gemara. Remember, do you mean to say? Bye. Yeah, you want to say goodbye? Go ahead. Bye. Lememra, do you mean to say the shiura the fish? You want to say that Rabbi Yudah's shiur is bigger than Chachamim? Don't we have a general rule that Rabbi Yudah's shiur is always smaller than the Chachamim? Why is it bigger over here? You just tell me one more time. Hold on. Says the Gemara. Didn't we always say that Rabbi Yudah is has a smaller shiur, a stricter? According to this, Rabbi Yudah is more lenient because he's saying to make a bolt, and the other rabbi says you have to make a spoon. Spoon is bigger, so Rabbi Yudah is more lenient. No, spoon is. We thought that a spoon is smaller. And now we're seeing the Rida saying a chaf, which is bigger. Okay. Always have a bigger shiur. Amar Ula, 
Chafi pochatet. We're not talking about what you're talking about. When the Bidah says to make a chaf, it doesn't mean what I showed you. It means what I'm about to show you now. A look over here, we have a more complicated type of thing. Over here, if you see, the key is actually a very long, very long stick, which at the top of the stick has three teeth coming out of it. You see those three teeth coming out of the stick coming through the door? There's a hole in the door, and you're stuck in a stick. Let me put it closer so you can see better. You're stuck in a stick with three teeth. You see the arrow to the three teeth? Yeah. Now, those three teeth are there to push up the teeth in the in the bolt lock over there to allow that pushing up allows the bottom bolt, the bottom door jam, to move sideways. Right now, that thing can't move. But when you push up those teeth, okay, then you can allow the lock to move. Is this clear or not so clear? Yeah, it's clear. Okay. So, we're talking about those teeth. Those teeth were made out of bone, and therefore we're referring to those teeth. And since we're talking about those teeth, those teeth are actually smaller than the spoon. And since they're smaller than the spoon, that's what we're referring to now. Okay, and it's okay. We don't have a problem anymore because as long as Ruda is a smaller shiur, we're cool. Tana Rabbanan, we learned in a brighter. Chafi pochatat, which those are the teeth of the lock, like we saw. Teorin, they don't get tameh. Kavan bepochatachat, if you stuck them into the lock, Timeim them the tameh. If that's if you stuck them into the key, because now they're part of a keli, they become tameh. Shelgal, but the ones that you stuck into the door, since it's attached to the door, which is attached to the ground, any attached to the ground does not become tameh, and therefore teorin the tahor. You call them a the karka because anything's attached to the ground. like the karka, and that's why your house doesn't come to that. So it's interesting. These little key bones that you do to make push either to push up the lock or to the things that get pushed up. The ones that get pushed up, if you make one of these bones out of it, it's tahor because it's part of the door, which is part of the house. But if you make the key out of it, the key does get tameh, and it will get tameh once you do that. Okay, so he said, the glass, in order to scratch the top of the karka. Tana, we learned in the right though. if you find glass, it has to be sharp enough to be able to slice two, two of the strings at once. So if you're making a loom, you could use this thing to slice two strings at once. Says the Gemara. We send the Mishnah. Tzror or Evan. If you have a rock or a piece of wood, Kedem this zok ba'of. As you bring it up, you throw it at a bird, the bird runs away. Rebezer, Omer. Like we said, you have to throw it at an animal. Amar Rabbi Yaakov, Amar Rabbi Yochanan. That's only if you catch it away. Okay? Right? But, in other words, 
it, you have to hit it with it. In other words, let's say I throw this rock at the, gut, at, the, at the bird and it runs away even though it didn't touch it, just saw it. That's not enough. You have to be able to hit the bird with it and it runs away, which is as small as you are. Okay? Kamashiudo, how big is that? Tanya, we went to the bright place, we call a man, Mishkal Asarazuz. It has to weigh at least as much as 10 zoos. Okay, we said Zunin, there was a guy called Zunin, Al Midrasha. Now, at this point, we're going to start switching to the topic of whether things are allowed on Shabbat because of Mukseh or because of carrying. So, this guy Zunin who came to the Bet Midrash. What about these, these um, stones that people use for the bathroom? How big are they are, are you chayav on them? Now The story here is that the guy wants to, in the olden days, you have to know that there was no Charmin toilet paper. And therefore, when a person would go to the bathroom, of course, he has to clean himself. And he would clean himself with smoothly shaped stones. The stones go back on the floor and he would use them. We can't really understand fully how it works like that. But I'll tell you the truth. If coronavirus would go, would have lasted another couple of weeks, there was no toilet paper in the market. We might have been calling up Rabbi. Rabbi, how do you do the stones business? Because there was, for a while, you couldn't get toilet paper anywhere. But the truth is, uh, this was a fact of life in the old days. And the next daf of Gemara will discuss details of this uh, practice of using stones, of course, smoothly shaped, using stones as a way of wiping yourself okay so we want to know here like this now even though we said in the mishnah that the size of a stone is to throw at a bird and that's what we were talking about till now that's only true for stones that are not fit for wiping but a stone that's fit for wiping, you'll never throw it at a bird because you'll need it when you go to the bathroom next time. You see a good stone, you're going to save it. So therefore, you need a size for wiping. So we want to know how bit much you're going to be chayal for. Amrullah, so they told this guy, You have to carry three stones. In other words, no one goes to the bathroom with just one stone. You're going to need more than one wipe. And therefore, you need to have three stones. And it's not good to have all three stones the same size because for different ways, when you're an expert at wiping with stones, you know that you need three different sizes optimally. The sizes are one like a zayit, one like a, a nut, and one like an egg. And therefore, you'll use those three. And therefore, when you carry on Shabbat, unless you have these three, you're not chayal. Is the guy going to the bathroom with a scale to measure his 
stones. Hazit, the guy's got to go to the bathroom and you're going to make him measure his stones. See what the story is. Nimnu v'gamu, the rabbis took a vote and they decided, Malehayad, enough to fill your hand. When you have enough to fill your hand, then you chayav. Tanya, we learned in the Brayta. Now, uh, the fact that this, this question that he asked when he says, does the guy come into the bathroom with a scale to, to measure his stones? It's not really a question because for all the shooting of Shabbat, uh, we, we can ask that question. What do you mean? It's a, it's a, it's a dried fig? What, do I have a, do I have a, a scale? But, this, but, but the question over here is different because the question I was asking is that, hold on, Oh, so he says this is only for going into the bed, like he said. Because the rabbis, we don't want to make the guy, every time he has to go to the bathroom, we're not going to say that every time he has to go to the bathroom, um, Mark, we, we're going to start again in 20 minutes, Mark. The, the second class starting in 20 minutes. You can listen, though. Okay? We don't want to say that every time a guy goes to the bathroom, he has to uh, measure his stuff. Okay? And therefore, therefore, we want to say that for this, since going to the bathroom is a, is a bodily need, the Chachamim must be more mekil. Tanya, we learned in the Brayta. Rabbi Yossi, where Rabbi Yossi says, Kezayit keegoz kebeta. Rashi Mabad Yossi, Omer, Mishum Aviv, Milo Ayan, has to fill your hand. Tanya, we learned in the Brayta. Shalosh Arim Mekur Zalot. Three stones, very uh, smooth, you're allowed to bring them into the Beit HaKiseh. How big can they be? Rameer, Rameer, Kei, Goz. Rameer says each one has to be like the size of a nut. And Yudah, Rameer, Kibetzah, they could be the size of an egg. So this is much bigger, three egg sizes, as opposed to before, where we said the size of your hand. Amar Rafa, Amar Papa, Amar Chista. The same Achlok that you have between Talik, uh, between between Rameir and Rabbi Yehuda, that one saying a, a, a nut and one saying a kabetzah, the same two rabbis are arguing by etrog also. Etrog what? Because the machloket, what's the minimum size of etrog? Right? And it happens to be that Rameir says the minimum size is the size of a nut, and Rabbi Yehuda says the size of an egg. So if you want a way to remember, so you should understand that the same achloket, if people remember by heart, remember the same rabbis and the same opinions that regard to carrying stones to the bathroom on Shabbat is the same idea as an etrog as well. What's the minimum size of etrog? Happens to be, and that's a good way to remember it. So Gemara asks, Hata matidim hachabraita. Why do we say, like the machloket by us, is the same machloket in etrog, it should be reversed. Like Machloket Betrog is the Machloket by us. Because the one that's well known is the Mishnah one. And the one that's less well known is the brighter one. So you always say, if you want to remember this, remember that. Like, for example, let's say I give you an example and I say, if you want to remember, um, if you want to remember the, five, the, the which three states are first, so you know that there's, there's five states. 
the, the first five states are Rhode Island, blah, 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 blah. I tell you the, the states. Remember, they go like your finger. Rhode Island is the smallest one, and therefore that's the first one. And then you keep going like that. It's a way to remember. Now, I don't tell you, I tell you, look at your hand and you remember the states. I don't say, look at the states and you remember your hand. The states you don't know. Your hand is what you know. You got it? So similarly over here also, the brighter is the one that's not known. Our case of wiping is the not known one. It's a brighter. Not everyone knows every brighter. The case of the uh, of the etrog is a Mishnah case. Why would they say, the same way you see this, you should see that. It should be the other way around. Same way you see the Mishnah, that's how to remember this, this case. You have the question? No. One more time. You... You, Carl, you always, you always refer to the example as the thing that, that's obvious. And the thing you're trying to remember is the thing that's less obvious. So over here, the case of the etrog was an obvious example, was the Mishnah. There's never no such thing as, a, as an Amorah who doesn't know every Mishnah by heart. Right. Not every Amorah knows every Brighta. So the, the case of the etrog was the obvious one. And our our case of wiping with the with the size of the nut and the and the and the mitzah was a not obvious one. So why would our Gemara say the way you you know you had to remember the etrog? Remember it with this. The opposite. You don't remember this. Remember it with the etrog. Mm-hmm. Good. Got it. Mm-hmm. Says no. Switch it. Say the opposite. Like the machloka by etrog, the way, just like you know the etrog one, that's how you know this machloka. Turn it the other way around. You're right. Okay? Switch the statement. Statement, the way to remember it is just like you want to remember the brighter, remember the mission, and then I'll remind you of the brighter. Okay. Amar of Yehuda, of Yehuda says the following. Avalo et Do not carry a pious. Now, what's a pious? My pais, Amar Abzera, Karshine Biblita. Do not carry, um, when you go to the bathroom, if you're taking stones, don't take instead of stones, dirt balls. Why? Well, since the dirt balls come apart and they're not good for wiping, therefore you're not allowed to take them because they're muksa. You're only allowed to take stones that, that people use, but since no one used dirt balls, don't take a dirt ball in, it won't work well. It seems like when a person would go to death in the olden days, if he was sitting and it was not he was not successful in getting the getting the number two out of him, he would use a tsrar, like a little piece of wood, and touch himself in that spot, and that would uh, um, trigger his body to relieve himself. So we're telling you that on Shabbat, you cannot use a tzror, you cannot use a, a piece of wood to touch yourself in that spot and, caught and, and uh, get a reaction to go to the bathroom. Like you do during the week. Marzutri asks the question, What do you want me to do? If a guy has to go to the bathroom and can't go, it's dangerous. You're going to let the guy go into danger because of some rule to Rabbanan? How come the guy's going to go into danger? What do you want the guy to do? He has to go to the bathroom. It's dangerous. It's not the Yarek Val Yavor over here. This is not one of those things you should get killed for. 
the dangerous if a guy can't go to the bathroom when he has to go to the bathroom. Well, I says, no, when we said you can't do it the way you do it during the week, we're not, there's two ways to say it. You can say, you can't do what you always do during the week, Don't, which means don't do it. Or you could be saying, don't do it the way you do it during the week, do it a different way. And that's what we were saying. We were saying, don't do it with your right hand like you always do it. Do it with your left hand. Don't, don't do it, you always do it differently. Do it a little differently. And that's all we were saying. We weren't saying not to do it. You're right. You shouldn't go with the second half this. If you have to touch yourself and believe yourself, you can touch it with, with it sore. But just do it in a, in a, in a back different way yeah. in order to get it done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Unbelievable subject today, no? I'm <laughs> Rabbi Rabbi says the following. If there is a nice place for the to, to go to the bathroom, meaning a set spot to go to the bathroom, you could carry a handful there. And if not, then you take the middle shiur, which means you can only take one the size of a gauze, not more. So if you have you're going, if you're going to a bathroom in a set bathroom, you can take three, like we said. And if you go into a non-set bathroom, then you can only take one the size of a of a nut. Miducha. Okay. This is an interesting thing. It seems like we spoke about the mortar and pestle the other day. Remember? The mortar and the pestle? So it's By the way, like they used to make a dame, uh, uh, my grandmother, with that. Okay, good. I'm sure <laughs> your grandmother didn't do this with her dame. But it seems like, it seems like People, if you really needed to go to the bathroom, I'm sure if you really needed to go to the bathroom, people would use sometimes the the the, the salt. Since if you didn't have a stone, this rounded pestle was also good for going to the bathroom and relieving yourself. So, if you have a small one. Not a big one that you use for uh, for big things, but a small one that you use for spices. Amrav Shishat, im it's not mukseh, mutar. The small one. Which means like this, hold on. This small one, it depends. Now, if the guy, if it's something, in general, these things are mukseh on Shabbat. You're not allowed to crush spice on Shabbat. So you should not really be allowed to touch this spice door. So when, when does it become allowed that you could take it to the bathroom? Right? If it's mukseh, you can't take it to the bathroom. So how are you allowed to use this spice to go to the bathroom? So the Gemara is saying, im ed, which means if you could see that it was already used once before, because you see that there's a little um, a residue on it, then you could use it. But if not, you're not allowed to take it. It's made for spices. You're not allowed to use it. That's what we're saying now. So if you could see some kind of residue, and you can use allowed. it. But otherwise, you can't. Metivi, the Gemara asked the question. There's a brighter that says that there's 10 things that cause a problem that have stomach illnesses. One of the ten things, number one, a guy who eats alekanim, okay, he eats a certain food, or grape leaves, 
ולווה גוונים, או לווה גוונים. ומורד גרי בהמה, אוהב יאית. אם אתה אוכל כמה טיפים של מיט, נכון? ולא מלח, ולאט סולט. ושדלו של דג, אם אתה אוכל ספיין של פיש, ודג מליח שלא בישל, או סולט של פיש שלא נקוקת, אינף. ושתשע מיליאים, אם אתה אוכל וויין דרגס, ואתה מקנח, או אם אתה אוכל בסיד עם ליין, או בחלסית, או... Crushed up, crushed up bricks, or or with a piece of wood that your friend used. Some say, some say a guy who doesn't sit nicely in the bathroom. But you see that one of the things is to use something that someone else wiped with. So how can our Mishnah say, how can we have said before that you're allowed to use a spice thing only if it has an ad, which means you can see that someone has a residue that someone used it before. What do you mean? You can't use something that someone used before. If you use something used before, then you get takhtonit. You get sick. Contradiction. On the one hand, you can only use it if someone used it right in this residue on it. On the other hand, you can only use it. You can't use it because you get sick if someone else used it. So what's going right. on? Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a couple of answers to the question. Okay. Again, the contradiction is, can you or can't you use this thing with the thing? When does it cause trouble when it's still moist? When doesn't it cause trouble when it's dry? Okay, answer one. Another answer. When is it a problem? If you use the side that your friend used, but we only when it comes to the Bisamim, all we need to know is know is that this is set aside for wiping. Now once that it's not muxer. Now I could use the other side, and the other side is still clean. And that's what we're talking about when we say you can use the one that's Bisamim. One side the other guy used, and I'm using the other side. Really, you can't use any side, dry or wet, you can't use it. But I'm using the flip side, that's why it's okay. Second answer. Good. Yeah. Third answer, one is if you used it yourself, and one is if your friend used it. When we said you could use it, if it has an ad on it, it means that you used it yourself, not that someone else used it. You're right, you can't use it for somebody else's. Talk about using your own. Good. Abayah tells of Yosef, Yardu alea gishamim. If rain fell on this uh, spice pounder, and it cleaned it, can I use it or not? Which means we said you could use it if it was used already. What if it was used, but now rain fell, now it's clean? Do we say now that it's clean, now you can't use it? It's because it's set aside for spices. Or do we say no, it was used once already, it just got cleaned? If you can tell that it was ever used, it's enough. If there's any remnant, then it's okay. Okay. This stuff makes you very, very thankful that the coronavirus, uh, the tissues came out again. Uh, I had a guy, we, I had a teacher who I taught with in uh, 
This guy taught in Shanatunah for 25 years. And uh, he retired years ago. Goy got a goy. And um, so I asked him, he's an English teacher. I asked him, so Mr. Moscow? Yes, Mr. Moscow. So I asked him, uh, uh, Anthony, tell me, uh, you're teaching English. What was the best English report you ever got? What was the best uh, essay? So he tells me, he says, uh, there was a guy, he's a rabbi now. His name was Rabbi Danny Tao. And he wrote a beautiful uh, article, the best I ever got. I said, what was it? He says, the article was about what's the best invention that was ever created? I said, so what did he write? He said he wrote the toilet. Because ultimately, the thing that makes your life the easiest, to change your life the most, if you read this Gemara, you know for a fact that even a guy who's the Hazidist Tazik guy nowadays has it much easier than the king, than the biggest king in the olden days. Nobody has to go out to go to the bathroom. No one's looking for stones. No one's doing these things. The fact that you're able to go to the bathroom when it's gone, and this is probably the biggest blessing that uh, that we have to have. And we don't even appreciate it. We sit in the houses and we're we upset. Think, the AC is not so good. I don't have the right car. We take everything all, for granted, Rabbi. We're all aristocrats. Okay? <laughs> and all you need to do is read this Gemara and you know it clearly. Okay. Can you bring these stones up with you to the roof? Is it a sword to carry these muxes stones that the rabbis are letting you carry? Would you also carry them up to the roof? Or is that too much of a bother? Says the Gemara, Amale, Gadol Kavod Rotchidoche, et Lotasishabotra. Kavod is enough to push away a Lotasishabotra. If, if, if the Kavod could push away a Lotasishabotra, like we see by a, a guy finding a, a, a Mitziah that's not his, and we say that you don't have to return it because, after all, uh, it's not for your kavod. If a guy, let's say you have a, a, a big, big rabbi, and he finds, Kamalvaj said, finds a football. Kamalvaj says, not walking the street with a football. So he doesn't have to return the football if he wouldn't walk in the street with the football. So you see that kavod could push away a lota sentarav, you have to return the object. So you see also that, that the kavod that you have to take, you have to be able to clean yourself, will allow you to carry these stones up to the roof. Yativ was saying the following Shmaita. question. It says a person could take a you could take a toothpick. In the old days you used to take toothpicks from any piece of wood that you're picking off. They didn't buy toothpicks. You take a little piece of wood, a, a splinter, and you use it to clean your teeth. So now, and there was part of Kavod because if a guy has something stuck in his teeth, it looks high, and you need a splinter to get it out. Okay? It says you could take an, any uh, splinter in front of you to, to clean your teeth. Right? Hanim say no. You can't take it unless you have it from an animal, from, unless you took it from 
you when you're serving to an animal. People used to serve animals uh, little sticks. You could take a stick from there and eat that because that's not muksek because you it was animal food. But if you have a stick that's on the side and it, it starts cracking off your your counter, so that if the stick is cracking off your counter, you can't use that stick because that stick was muksek before Shabbat and you can't use it. Why? So asking my why you why aren't you allowed to? It's not kavod abriut. If a guy, someone sees you with something stuck in your tooth, it's not kavod. Why don't we say the same rule? Kavod should push away any rule. Says the Hachi Hashta. How can you compare the two things? A person sets. He knows where he's eating. So if you know where you're eating from before Shabbat, get some toothpicks there from before Shabbat. Hacha Adam Kovea. A guy doesn't know where he's at to go to the bathroom, therefore he can't prepare for me for him. And that's why we have to let you, we have to let you uh, carry these stones up to the thing. We don't make you carry the stones before Shabbat. But we do make you get the toothpicks so you know where you're going to eat. It's not a surprise that you're going to eat. It is a surprise when you have to go to the bathroom, and therefore we allow you to get away with this. Okay, let's get a little more done over here. Amar Abuna, Asula Phanotmas, they're near. Person is not allowed to go to the bathroom in a field that was just plowed, Bishabat on Shabbat. My Tama, what's the reason why you can't do it? If it's because you're stepping on the guy's field, and by stepping on the guy's field, you're going to ruin his plowing. So it's I that you ruin the guy's plowing. That's why you can't do it. Go to the bathroom there. What do you mean? Then if so, even during the weekday, you shouldn't be allowed to do it. Must be because of grass. Oh, because why? Because we're worried that maybe you're going to pull up. Meaning, since you're taking grass off the ground, so taking rocks off the ground, there might be grass stuck to the rocks, and you're uprooting the grass. And that's harvesting. Is that the reason? say If you have a rock that grass grew on, you're allowed to you're allowed to use it to wipe because you're not trying to. You're not trying to rip up the grass. But unless you remember, but if you but if you rip off the grass from it, so you see that you're allowed to do it. So what's the reason why you can't go to the bathroom in a plowed field on Shabbat? Ella, rather the reason is follows. We're worried. Maybe you'll take a rock that was on a mound in the thing, and you'll take it and you'll use it. And then you'll throw it into a ditch that was made. We saw this before. If there was a ditch and you filled it up, in your house, you're building. So here also, we're afraid that you might take a, a, a stone from a pile, wipe with it, and put it in a ditch. And if you do that, it's like you, you're doing plowing on Shabbat, and that's the reason why we say you should not go to the bathroom in a new one on Shabbat, because you do plowing. Beautiful. Okay, we're going to start from the Gufa tomorrow, right over here. Okay, guys? Thank you so much, Rabbi. Rabbi, we have Shula every morning. Yeah, yeah, go, don't be late. Where are you? Um, I'm eight home. But... Eight o'clock. Could you come or you can't put on to Belin? 
I'm having a tough time putting it on because I can't turn, I can't twist my hands really. But I have maybe, maybe we'll give you a hand. All right. What time are we? Eight. All right. Thank you, Rabbi. Alamak. We're working on the schedule, everyone, for, 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 for Shavuot. We should be ready by tomorrow. Awesome. Thank you, Rabbi. Oh, was in the No, no. We're doing it in, 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 in a tent in my backyard. Oh. Like, well, okay. Hatlaka. Come. Okay, guys. Thank you, Rabbi. Pause the recording.